0: Well, Philly seems to be in trouble. There are fights in the stadium. There are fights on the streets. And the question is, will the violence ever come to an end? If I know anything about Philly fans and I know anything about what police officers are able to do in these liberal cities, I would say probably not. Guys, we have a lot to talk about. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello everybody. Welcome on into Outkick the Morning. I am your host Charlie Arnold. I'm in a mood today. Uh, as you all know, I have covered a lot of different sports in my day. I've been a lot around a lot of different fans from the NFL, the NBA, WWE, and I have always said there is something very special you can interpret special how you want, about Philly fans. They are certainly in a class of their own. I do mean that in the best of senses. I also sometimes will mean that in the worst of senses. So when I read a survey by Sportsbook Review that found out that Philadelphia Eagles Stadium is the most dangerous in the NFL, I wasn't at all shocked. Uh, not at all. Out of 3,200 NFL fans polled, roughly 63% of them say they have witnessed a crime while attending a field at Lincoln Financial Field, with either, with nearly 11% saying they themselves were victimized. The next most dangerous stadium is AT&T Stadium in Dallas. But I would venture to say that most of the crimes happening in Dallas is that the games were probably just stolen from the Cowboys. Uh, but listen, I get In the heat of the moment, emotions can fly between opposing team's fans or, hell, even fans from the same team. And we all know a steady flow of alcohol does not help any situation. I can attest to that personally. (laughs) And I feel like as long as I've been a sports fan, I have seen fights break out here and there. But it does seem to me like things have definitely escalated in a more general sense since the pandemic. Not just, like in a normal way. like People really seem to be more like caged animals than sensible human beings in most situations. And when they get around others, they just lose it. There's no level of patience or compassion anymore. It's just like everybody is constantly teetering on the edge of waiting for someone to say something or do the smallest of things and it leads to them just absolutely flying off the handlebars. But then you add in a heated NFL rivalry and all bets are off. Okay, but back specifically to Philly. The violence isn't just limited to their stadium because on Tuesday night there was absolute chaos and it was quite sickening. Police say a group of about 100 juveniles were moving around from store to store like Apple, Lululemon, and Foot Locker and ransacking and looting all of them during an hours-long crime spree. The cause of their destruction and thievery? Outrage from a police officer actually doing his job and not being charged like we see happen to so many other officers these days, especially in these liberal cities. The Philly police called these people criminal opportunists, and that's exactly what they are. They weren't wreaking havoc in the name of social justice. They did it because they can and because they know that likely they will suffer no consequences as a result. There was a very bold criminal. She goes by the name Meatball, and she decided that it was a good idea, like an idiot, because this is what makes sense, to live stream. Her and the rest of these thugs out in the streets of Philly committing and breaking all of these laws. It's absolutely outrageous. I mean, this girl has no common sense. Because if I was committing a crime, which, listen, I'm a decent human being. I don't do things like this. Uh, I would know better than to put it on the Internet with my face in clear view, screaming and encouraging all of these other degenerates, To also break the law. This makes absolutely no sense. But the good news here is this woman was arrested, uh, as were at least 50 other people. Now, the craziest thing about all of this is this happened five minutes from where the Liberty Bell is located, in close vicinity to where the founding fathers of this country signed the Declaration of Independence. This is how far our country has fallen. And it's the result of, well, liberalism. It is disgusting. And for all the talk about, Mass incarceration being a problem here in the United States is looking more like we have a under-mass incarceration problem. Let police do their jobs, lock the criminals up, including all of these idiots in the streets of Philly and everyone else who attempts to do the same, and you will find out society will, in fact, prosper. Uh, and on the subject of prospering, listen, I have known this guy for quite a while since I was a little baby intern in college. So with that, let's bring in the morning news host of KIRO FM, former CBS radio commentator, Dave Ross, friend of mine. Dave, how are you?
1: Charlie, can you believe that for all these years, here we are, you and I talking about sports once again? And of course, we're talking about Philadelphia. And again, you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump up I 95 from our DC days and going to cover games up there. You nailed it right there. We got to have deterrence. Back in the old days at the Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, they had a jail, the stadium underneath it, Charlie. And because
0: of that, the Philadelphia oh had a reputation. Have right? you been in the jail? <laughs> I have. have not, you, so, were you, are, I feel like you would have been in that jail.
1: Well, I mean, I would have probably done something like running on the field back in my uh, my, my younger days when I wore a younger man's clothes. But look, in, in all seriousness, they were the only NFL stadium that had a jail, but they had it for a reason. Because the Philadelphia fan base, it precedes them, and now it's carried over to the new place all these years later, and still nothing's being done about it, Charlie. And the way I look at it is deterrence. You mentioned it yesterday with the flash mob going on there, and you, you got to arrest the meatballs of the world so that this doesn't persist. Same thing with these fan bases here in the NFL, Charlie, because the NFL has got a real problem on their hands if people don't feel safe at the stadiums, and then they stop going to the stadiums, and all of a sudden, all that revenue that they get from the beer sales, from the concession stands, when you have 60, 70, 80,000 people packed in an NFL stadium every week, that starts to go away. If people don't feel safe, whether it's a perception or reality, doesn't matter if they feel like if I go to the stadium, bring my family with me, my wife, my kids, and we're not safe, we're not going. And Charlie, that would be one of those things the NFL would not be able to tolerate long term.
0: Although, Dave, I could see this being a good excuse for all the men out there to be like, babe, it's, it's not safe for you out there. I can't bring you in the fam. I, I got to go with the boys. It's just it's not a place for you to be. So, you know, I, you stay here. I'm going to go have a few beers and I'd like dinner prepared and ready for me when I walk back in the door. I feel like that's going to happen.
1: Uh, It could. Now, maybe Taylor Swift will switch that this week if she really shows up in the Meadowlands, right, Uh, for for Travis Kelsey against the Jets this week. Because, you know, it did all all the things about Taylor Swift being there last week. It put a focus on women in the NFL. It's actually not a bad thing. I mean, you can understand why the NFL wants to keep this Kelsey and Travis and Taylor Swift narrative going, right? Because it does make it sound like, hey, look who's at our games. Everything's good. Don't worry about those videos you're seeing every week at different NFL stadiums. That's a real problem. So back in, in the old days, I did see fights, whether it be at Philly or DC, covered those teams there for 18 years. It does happen. But I think when you have now, everybody's got a camera. You're seeing it much more. That's an optics problem for the NFL. And they cannot have that persist. So back to your original monologue, Charlie, deterrence. they got to find those people that you see in those videos and charge them, arrest them, make an example out of them to say, you're not going to do that at our NFL stadiums. And if you do, we're going to lock you up. And you're going to have a trial date and everybody's going to know it. We're not going to hide this story away. We're going to make it really omnipresent for everybody to see so they don't do what you just did.
0: Well, and I also feel like for me as a sports fan, because a lot of these people, you know, spending a night in the drunk tank is not such a harsh penalty for a lot of people, right? I'm sure I'm sure, a lot of people getting in the fights of the game have already been there once or twice in their day. For me, yeah. if I'm a sports fan and you tell me, hey, if you get into a fight in our stadium, you will never be allowed back, that to me is a far more worse penalty than anything that else that could happen.
1: Done. That's exactly it. You make it a zero-tolerance deal where if you do this and, and we catch you, and I, I don't really care what the reason is, but all, like you, you saw the video last week in San Francisco, Charlie, right? Guy's got a, a Niners jersey on, he's got a beer in one hand, and he's dragging a woman in the other hand. <laughs> it's just, it's a terrible one. And so for me... Right. It's like you just go, oh, we have you on tape, just like you saw last night in Philadelphia with with the flash mobs. We see you. We can identify you. Guess what? You're never coming back in our stadium. You put that out there into the ether. More people will say, "Mm, maybe I want to think twice about being a drunk idiot.
0: Uh, Well, there's someone else that's not allowed, apparently, in any football stadiums, at least not in the capacity that he wants to be in them, Colin Kaepernick. No one wants Colin Kaepernick to be a part of their team, even if it's just on the lowly practice squad. And uh, for good reason, right? We've we've seen Colin Kaepernick obviously uh, take his political stands in the past, or stands would be a a, a very big pun in this uh, (laughs) (laughs) type of conversation. Uh, But he's had his opportunity. He squandered them. Uh, I don't see why anyone would feel compelled to give him a shot again, uh, not to mention, he hasn't played a snap in seven years. So it's not just talking about from a political stance or a distraction sense. You're also just a washed up player. Like you, we there's a lot of other options we have. Uh, it just doesn't seem worth it to expend any of our energy or resources on someone like Colin Kaepernick. But what do you think about the fact that he penned that personal letter to the Jets, asking them not not to sign him to the team, but just the practice squad?
1: Okay, well, Charlie, at let least, at least me get this straight. So if you worked for somebody and then that employer said, we're no longer gonna keep you under the good graces of our services. And then you sued your employer seven years ago and you settled out of court and nobody really knows exactly what the terms were because that was all hush hush. It's made over a hundred million dollars. Money really doesn't seem to be the, the object here, but it was so bad for that company that you sued them because you said they're terrible people, terrible organization, and I'd never wanna work with them again. And then seven years later, later, pen a letter to the same people that you said were akin to slavery, and that the NFL draft was basically similar to that of the slave trade. You go on Netflix, you you do a special, and it's some of the imagery that you do is is pretty uh, shocking, I'd say. And then seven years later, you want to work for that company again? How does that work? I don't understand why. And, And kudos to the NFL for saying back in 2019, hey, we'll give you a tryout. And he says, I'll do the triad. Then decides, no, I'm not going to do it at your place. I want to have my own triad at a high school. And everybody's like, that's not the Mm -hmm. way this works. We're going to invite you into our facility, have our people take a look at you, and kick the tires on you and see if you can still play. You know, seven years ago is a long time ago, Charlie,
0: to think that you could just pen a letter and that's going to be your admission back into the league that you sued. Listen, Dave, you've known me since I was a college student. You know that I've always, you know, everything always comes back to to boys. Uh, You you probably heard me, like, you know, talking about all of my dating woes back when I was in college, back in the sports office. Um, Here's how I see it. Uh, I feel like, because Colin Kaepernick, as we know, he called the NFL owners slave owners. He he compared them to being slave owners. Uh, clearly he probably now was realizing, okay, maybe I was just out of my mind and gaslighting the situation. And now, just like the man who gaslit the woman, uh, now is coming crawling back, realize how great that he had it. And now he Mm. wants her to allow him back into his life. And the girl's like, listen, I've moved on. I found someone fantastic. I don't even think about you anymore. So there's just no room for you. I'm sorry, but that's how I see it.
1: I think this feels like a Taylor Swift situation somewhere down the road with Kelsey. If things don't work out, and maybe that's the parallel there. But yeah, it does feel like that, right? Where, Where Colin Kaepernick felt like the jilted lover of the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers, and he sues the league, gets the money. I think we're good here. We break up. And then seven years later, you pop back up and say, no, no, no. I want back in with you. It really wasn't that bad. Maybe maybe I was fabricating some things here. So why don't you give me another shot? Charlie, the bottom line is this, and you know this, in sports being a meritocracy in the NFL. If Robert Sala or Woody Johnson, the owner, or the Jets front office as a whole, thought that Colin Kaepernick could fix all that ails them right now at one and two, uh, they'd say, yes, let's go ahead and sign you, because they don't really care about your past in the NFL. That's proven by some of the other people that have been employed by this league for quite some time. If he can help them win, he'd be on the roster. But I think there's a reason why everybody else for seven years has said, maybe we don't like the the aesthetics of having him back here, the optics of it, and the constant questions about Colin Kaepernick and... I don't think he can help us win anymore. It's kind of a double whammy. Time moves on. Colin needs to move on because the NFL certainly has. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. There's another uh, issue that is plaguing our society, unfortunately, right now. Uh, this is something we actually weren't really talking about back in the day. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm yep. aging us right now. By the way, I, I keep bringing up the old days. Hair. Don't worry uh, about just it. for yeah. some background. Yeah, just for some background, everybody. I was an intern. Uh, at the Fox station in Washington, D.C. when I was in college, and Dave was, well, I was one of the anchors and, and reporters there in the sports department. So I spent a lot of time with this guy, uh, and now here we are coming full circle. Uh, but we weren't talking about this issue when I was in college, and that's the idea of transgender athletes playing on women's sports teams. Uh, I already know how you feel about this because I know you and I know that we're on the same side here. But uh, just in a nutshell, like how, how insane has this gotten to the point where there's actually a debate happening and it's being called a complicated issue when, I'm sorry, there's nothing complicated about it.
1: Charlie, you nailed it. Think about us having this conversation a decade ago or so in the old sports. It would never exist. It didn't exist. We never had these conversations. I remember in Chicago, when I was there in 2020, when everybody was out riding after George Floyd, and I remember for the first time in 2020, seeing a sign that said, Black Trans Lives Matter. And I gotta be honest with you, Charlie, I really didn't even know what we're talking about here. Like that was in 2020. <laughs> and then you, you fast forward to 2023, and now we're talking about, you. not only do you have to see us and, and accept us, but now we have to be able, by our rules, Compete in your sports, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And look, I think this is a simple situation. I think you nailed it. This is not complicated. There's a reason why we have men's divisions and we have women's divisions. And why not just have trans divisions? How hard can that possibly be? But I never thought that we would be having a conversation about biological men competing in women's sports and somehow saying that is fair to biological women. I mean, this feels like the patriarchy all over again. Where, where men are just going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to come play in your sports and you better accept it. And if you don't, we'll throw every phobe ish whatever slur we want to do to you for not allowing us, the minority here, to go ahead and compete in your sports. It makes no no sense. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, the next time that I see a biological man transition to be a woman and then lobby to play in men's sports will be the first time. I still haven't seen that, and until that happens, I feel like this is a lot of one-way traffic that we see from men trying to compete in women's sports, but I have not seen the inverse yet. Maybe it's existed, Charlie, but I haven't seen it yet. No, it's...
0: One-way traffic is a great way of describing it. Okay, so these are obviously moments that are entirely frustrating that are occurring in sports. But there are some moments, Dave, that bring us a little bit of lightness, a little bit of levity, uh, even if they're a little bit unintentional. Uh, So we have a few examples right now of some, I guess we'll call them play on words or uh, comical moments that we've seen lately in sports. And I want to get your reaction to a few of them. So here's the first one. The Iowa Pork Association put out an advertisement they use three Iowa State football players' last names that spell, spell out a, a hilarious message about pork. Quote, take it from these guys. Purchase more ham and bacon.
1: <laughs> it's, it's I so, mean, it's, so it's kind, good, of, it's kind of, you know, of coincidental. They're all on the same team. <laughs> another conversation we never never had years ago would be NIL, name, image, and, and likeness. This is really good. This is marketing 101, right? That is Go ahead. Good I hope those. I hope those guys are getting paid for that because we're selling your product and we're doing it in a very clever way. Kudos to Iowa state right there. You should get a little check in the mail.
0: Yeah. I feel like if I'm on a team now, I'm going to just be looking, well, not not me. I'm not going to be on a team anytime soon, but if, if I was an athlete in these situations, I would be looking at everyone's jerseys. Like, all right, where can we put you? What kind of messaging can we get across? Like, They should be doing this on their own. That's actually a very, very smart idea. Okay, here's the second one. Uh, And this one's going to infuriate a lot of the Swifties around the globe. Uh, Because Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift, obviously teammates, they were declared by the Eagles the real on-field Kelsey-Swift power couple.
1: Yeah, I saw this and I thought, this must be brother getting up on other brother, right? Because everything right now is Travis Kelsey. And Jason's like, hey, what about me? And what about DeAndre here? Very clever on the Eagles part. Because, again, brother lost to brother in the Super Bowl. You got everything going for you. But we got the real Swifties right here. So I thought it was well done by the Eagles. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of over that the whole Travis and I know it's good for the league because, again, it gets that, that women uh, demographic into the sport again as if it was missing. And now you get a whole new audience with all the Swifties out there and her millions and millions and millions of followers. But, mm-hmm. but the Eagles one up them even if they couldn't one up them in the Super Bowl last year.
0: Yeah. It'll be funny to see if, again, we see the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And if so, if Travis and Taylor God, are God. still oh. an item, and if oh. they are, then this is, this is when – you know some real marketing tactics come into play here. I can see a lot of companies going after you know uh, the Kelsey the Swift other. and then the Kelsey Swift. That'll be that'll be yeah. that'll be a fun little competition there. <laughs> okay, here's the last one, Dave. I feel like as a man, For you here. are especially going to appreciate this one. Listen to what the Braves announcer had to say during Atlanta's pitching change. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Boney. That's probably a good thing. Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth.
1: Yeah, Francoeur has got a reputation, Charlie. Totally, uh, yeah, he, he he Jeff would definitely have gone there if you know what I mean. I mean, look, there are certain names in sports in history that you you become a tenth grader again with sophomore humor, and you can't help but laugh. Like I remember. Back when I was a younger man and at Austin P, they had a guy named nicknamed Fly Johnson. And so they would say, Fly's open, Mm -hmm. let's go pee. I mean, how how do you not laugh at that? Like you just have to. So I'm glad that they it doesn't matter how
0: old you are either. It's funny. It's funny. Like I hate when people are like, oh, you're so immature. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're lame. That's funny. There are certain jokes, you know, even I was saying earlier, there is a certain number, uh, that no matter, no matter what situation it is used in, it is funny. It's just funny. It's, and that's how it goes.
1: Charlie, there was a, a NASCAR racer for years named Dick Trickle. And every time he raced <laughs> on ESPN back in the day, they'd say, whoever won, then they'd say Dick Trickle finished 34th, just to say the name. Cause it's, funny it doesn't have to be offensive it we is can funny have a good time with it and yeah let's have some humor
0: yeah i love it uh, i'm all for these moments uh let them be funny and those who again who try to shut it down like we don't we don't need uh your negativity around here but you dave you're never negative and i can still say that after knowing you for wow oh I, don't don't
1: do that Charlie. now
0: we are fifth we are 15 years in the making dave
1: has it been 15 years? That means it's been so if 15, I'm 35, years. you're 20. Look at you. You are killing it for 20. Congratulations, Charlie.
0: I, you know what? It, yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, that's it. You're right. I was killing it. I still am right. killing it. So, you know, don't still take off. that away from yeah. me, please.
1: Now keep doing your thing.
0: <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we will see you soon. You got it, Charlie. Thanks. Always enjoy our conversations, past and present.
1: Outkick kick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
0: Um, okay, not incredible, though. We have a Alabama State football player. Uh, he has been suspended because he slapped a security guard who was trying to prevent him from entering the stands and confronting a fan. Okay, so this is posted on social media. This is some fan footage. It showed the player, wide receiver Jacob Freeman. Look at that. He just completely slapped a security guard. I I don't know in what situation that's ever called for. Uh, This is horrible. I mean, I imagine he was infuriated over something. Uh, We haven't gotten to the bottom of that yet. But in no situation is it acceptable for a student-athlete, or anyone in general to slap someone in that manner. I mean, clearly the security guard wasn't confronting him in a physical manner. Uh, Whatever words were exchanged, nothing would justify slapping him. Uh, But it's clear that uh, he was declared in the wrong because the FAMU Police Department did arrest him. Uh, They charged him with one count of battery-causing bodily harm, and the athletic director of Alabama State— Dr. Jason Cable condemned the incident. He said the player was suspended indefinitely. So I don't even know if that's just from sports or also from the university, but if I'm in charge here, uh, I'm definitely probably kicking him off the team. Uh, I don't see any way that you can come back from this. I think that by allowing him to play, you're condoning uh, this type of violence. And it, w- it wasn't among the team. I mean, I understand sometimes athletes themselves get into little scuffles. You know, there's some pushing uh Things that I think are deemed a little bit more acceptable because they're both, you know, <laughs> I, I guess on the same team or I, I don't even know if that security guard was a man or a woman. I couldn't tell. I imagine it was a man. Otherwise, I think there might have been even more of an uproar. But um, either way, you slice it. Uh Not a good situation for this kid, and uh, I think he should be kicked off the team. uh, Enter the transfer portal, which I hear is a very popular place these days, although I don't think Deion Sanders will have any desire to take him onto his squad. Uh, So good luck to you. You probably just ruined one of the best opportunities you will ever get in your life. Uh, But again, we see a lot of kids acting out these days. Look what just was happening in the streets of Philadelphia. Uh, You have a lot of people that have just lost all semblance of common sense in their bodies. They're doing things because they think that there are new repercussions, but they will soon learn there are definitely repercussions. And I hope the university takes this ultra seriously and does not back down uh, from the things that they've already said thus far. Uh, But the fact that this happened in Alabama actually is something that doesn't surprise me so much because listen to this. Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, was just declared the pettiest state in the entire United States. So there was a survey that was conducted. It was by Casino.ca, and they polled 3,000 Americans over the age of 18 to rate their pettiness on a scale of 1 to 10. And what they found out is that people in Alabama are the most petty. That state is followed by Nevada. Then coming in third place, there was a— five-way tie. We have Illinois, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Georgia, and then followed by California. So it's a little bit interesting because a few of these states I wouldn't actually even put, just from my best guesses, in the top five. They seem like pretty chill states, Uh, you know, especially a place like Tennessee. Like, I feel Tennessee is a chill state. I feel like Texas is a pretty chill state. Uh, I— Yes, I'm way off the mark here because I also imagined New York would be in one of the top five states. But as a matter of fact, New York ranked in the least portion of petty states. They were in the bottom five, uh, being the fourth least. Uh, D.C. was actually considered the least petty state in total. Uh, it's very strange. I live in New York. I feel like I see all of the craziness occurring on a Minute by minute basis, not even a daily basis. Like I always am seeing somebody lose their mind a little bit. So that's a very, a very strange conclusion that this study came to. Uh, but they did judge it on a few different behaviors. So here is the petty behavior display chart. Relationships are the prime cause of pettiness, followed by while driving, at work, social media, gaming, and then playing sports. So. If I'm going to put myself into the petty category, which I'm actually thankful to live in New York for this reason, mine would be wild driving because I just, I like to consider myself a pretty cool, even keeled person. But when I'm in a car, like something comes over me, like I go into race driver mode and anyone who's ever been in a car with me knows this, like people are terrified for their lives when they're in the car with me because I just, I don't like being stuck behind slow drivers. Uh, I switch lanes far too often and there's just a lot of things about driving that get me fired up. So for me, I am the most petty, but I, you know what, I guess I'm not even that petty because I don't talk to the other drivers. I just talk to myself. So if you can be petty towards yourself while being in a car, then I would consider that, but I don't roll down my windows or do any weird, um, like flashing my lights or I, I will occasionally honk my horn. So maybe that's considered petty. Uh, Playing sports was in the bottom of the display chart as far as the behaviors go, and Jimmy Butler uh, would fall into that category, and he learned real quick uh, what it means to be in the state of California. Uh, California, as we know, has gotten absolutely diabolical, uh, and as a result of all of the liberal policies. We can thank Joe Biden for that, Gavin Newsom. But Joe Biden, we definitely have to blame for what he calls Bidenomics. Uh, he coined a term that absolutely has a negative connotation to it now, so probably not the smartest by his marketing team. Uh, but obviously, we have food prices going up. We have mortgage rates going up. And we have gas prices going up. So Jimmy Butler, he was in L.A. That's where he spends part of his offseason. He went to the pump to fill up his Bugatti, which we all know is an extremely expensive car, uh, and found out that he needed about $200 to fill up his tank and he absolutely lost it. Uh, This was hilarious. Watch his reaction. This is high rate robbery. Man, I'm trying to get some of this gas back. Hey you think if I go in there and tell them that I put the wrong gas in here they'll give me a refund? Huh. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm going electric. Can y'all believe it costs $145 to fill up a Bugatti? Like this is crazy, Avery. Eh? You feel me? You know? Unheard of man. Bugattis, man. Okay, so a few things are hilarious there. One, it looks like he's talking to someone in the backseat, so I have to wonder, is Jimmy Butler an Uber driver? Maybe. Uh, He's a big fan of side hustles, as we know. Remember in the bubble during the pandemic, he was selling coffee to his teammates and the other teams. I mean, that was an incredible tactic. Apparently, he's an incredible barista. So props to Jimmy Butler. If you are an Uber driver, I respect the side hustle. Uh, My other favorite thing about that was he said $145 to fill up a Bugatti, Those two things don't go together, all right? You own a Bugatti, sir. I am not a car expert, but I'm pretty sure that car costs well over $100,000, maybe close to $200,000. I would imagine you also have it souped up, like all of the bells and whistles. So that's probably a lot of extra money on top of that. And uh, so $145 to fill up your gas tank, probably not something you'd be worried about. Uh, But it is funny because I do notice that with rich people, and honestly, just people in general, because I'm like this too, and I don't put myself into the Jimmy Butler category. Not yet. Uh, you are so willing to shell out stupid amounts of money on something, like a car, let's say. Or maybe I will, you know, pay a lot of money for an outfit. But when it comes to the small things, it, it just it just really burns you up. Like, I won't want to pay for parking, uh, yet I'm willing to pay for a really expensive ticket to go to an event, but I don't want to pay to park my car. Uh, this feels like that. Like it's just certain people are totally fine when it comes to spending the high dollar amounts, but when it's the little things, like oh I have to pay for parking, oh I have to pay for this, just the little tiny things. Oh I gotta pay an extra extra few dollars for guac and Chipotle. Like how many people out there does that infuriate? It's just one of those things you don't like paying the extra. Li- I tried to buy a margarita a few days ago, and I asked to substitute tequila for Mezcal, and they wanted to charge me three extra dollars, and I wouldn't do it. Yet the cocktail on its own already was $21. It makes no sense. Uh, But anyways, point is here, if Jimmy Butler feels this way about having to pay over $6 a gallon gallon for gas for his car, even though he has tons of money, and it really doesn't hurt his bottom line, how does the average person in California feel having to fill up their gas tank? Uh, Jimmy Butler, though, you are lucky. Your career— takes place in Florida, the greatest state in our nation, Uh, so perhaps, you know, maybe you consider spending more time there instead of going to California in the off-season. A lot of things to consider here. But on the subject of things that burn me up, you guys, if you've been following me for a while, you know one of the things that grinds my gears more than anything is the Climate Change Brigade. And now the climate change freaks are at it again. This time, they are blaming global warming on people turning into drunks and drug users. Scientists in New York say over recent decades, people are drinking more and they're dying more as a result of it. And also, drug overdoses have increased fivefold. But why? Oh, because the weather's nice out. These scientists made the brilliant conclusion that people drink and do drugs more. On warmer days because they are more likely to be social, therefore being outdoors, doing things, and as a result, they're going to be sweating more, possibly leading to dehydration. This is what these scientists are getting paid to conclude. Uh, I feel like that's something that I could conclude without any type of scientific degree. People are obviously going to be more social when it's nicer out. People obviously are going to want to have a few cocktails When it's nicer out. If they aren't properly hydrated, that could lead to some pretty severe things happening. Uh, How ridiculous is this getting, though, that they are drawing those conclusions and blaming it on climate change? Liberals will come up with any excuse they possibly can to find reasons to make all of us miserable all in the name of their green agenda. Uh, I have an idea. Maybe people are drinking and doing drugs more because they're depressed and they're miserable because of all of the crazy stuff that's happening in this country. Democrats are clearly running things into the ground, and it started in 2020. Remember when everyone was locked up in their house for a month on end? What else were they supposed to do? That's when they started drinking. That's when people started adopting really unhealthy tactics. They started drinking more. They started doing more drugs. Uh, And then since then, none of us, for the most part, have been able to live absolutely normal lives, leading to probably more drinking and doing drugs. This has nothing to do with the weather. This has to do with people's mental states. And what liberals are doing day by day, leading us all to be more unhappy in our everyday lives. Will they make that link? Uh, I would say that they wouldn't, absolutely no way. And if they do, we are never going to hear about it. That is a fact that we all know. Uh, What's also a fact, guys, is that this show happens Monday through Friday. So while this episode is over, guess what? I'm back tomorrow, same time, same place. In the meantime, please hit that subscribe button. Also, please drop me a like, drop me a comment, and follow me on social media. You know, give me a little bit of love or don't. I get both all the time. So whatever whatever you're feeling, uh, go ahead and and relay that to me. My handle at charlieontv is where you can find me. Until tomorrow, everyone have an incredible day. Uh, Go have a cocktail. I don't know if it's nice where you're living, but... That shouldn't probably have anything to do with how you live your lives. We know that. So uh, do whatever you will. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Looking for the hottest sports book offers at OutKick? Find exclusive promotions, expert picks, and the latest odds. Get in the game at OutKick.com backslash bet.